This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, what's good? Welcome back to another edition of the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. My name is Blair Angulo. Thank you so much for joining us. I hope everyone had an enjoyable Mother's Day weekend. A lot of content over at 247sports.com, including a look at the visits that Arch Manning, one of the top 2023 prospects, is lining up. The director of recruiting for 24-7 Sports, Steve Wiltfong, has a nice breakdown over on the website if you want to read and see where Arch Manning intends to head out to and and which schools could be in the mix this summer. And obviously Arch Manning of that Manning family head over to 24 seven sports for all the latest. There was a big commitment out in the Midwest from Notre Dame. Holden stays one of the top tight ends in the country came off the board. And we've got Tom Loy on the line to discuss the biggest commitment of this past weekend. First of all, Tom, how are you? How's everything? And, and, And thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, I appreciate it, Blair. Uh, all is well. All is well. Just uh, ready to hit this uh, this big spring summer grind. Um, hopefully, get out to some camps. I know Notre Dame's going to have a couple this summer, but but yeah, man, all is well. Um, so I appreciate it. Hope you're doing this. You know, doing well as well. Yeah, doing well. And and that's something that we keep touching on with every guest that that hops on this podcast is just how good it's been for everything to kind of get back to a sense of normalcy, right? From the camp circuit to the showcases to the seven on sevens, being able to get back on the road and seeing some of the prospects that we didn't get to see for much of, of 2020. And for all these players, it's I think it's been really refreshing for them to go out there, compete, showcase their abilities, put some film together that they can send out to coaches. And I know with Notre Dame specifically, we've mentioned it on this podcast before, how the pandemic and the lack of visits and and campus stops could have affected them. But we didn't really see that in 2020. Obviously, Notre Dame's able to recruit off that prestige, and I think that carried them through. And now they get Holden Stays, a four-star tight end. He's, he's, He's adding to a class that now is number four nationally. So despite the fact that recruits aren't able to get to South Bend, which is always one of those must-see places, one of those must-see campuses that recruits uh, across the country are always talking about. Um, It it does kind of show the power and the pull that Coach Brian Kelly and that staff have right now, uh, given, you know, the the fact that they've been producing on the field. Yeah, no question. And the lack of visits definitely hurts a place like Notre Dame, just because like when you get there and you check it out, love Notre Dame, hate Notre Dame. There's just a respect factor there. Let's be real. Yeah, absolutely. I love that point, right? Let's be real. Let's be adults about this. Let's put it in baseball terms. If you're telling me I'm going to go to Fenway Park, I'm going to soak it in a little bit more, right? And I'm not going to do the same if I go to Nationals Park or, or you know, what used to be called Miller Park out in Milwaukee. Like, no, no, no offense to those places. But if I'm going to Wrigley, right, if I'm going to old Yankee Stadium, if I'm going to Fenway, like you go in there and it's a different experience. 
Yeah, it's a little different, man. It's just, uh, it's like a, the kids say these days, it just hits a little different. Well, that's how Notre Dame is really. And so the crazy thing about Holden Stays is, is that he actually did, he had been on campus, I think it was a year ago or so before things kind of got crazy, but he actually took a secret, essentially. I mean, I knew about it, but uh, I was kind of asked not to report it. So it kind of kept it really private. He just wanted to keep it quiet. He took a self-guided unofficial visit to Notre Dame. Then he followed that up with a visit to, uh, uh, you know, on the same line with to, to the University of Texas. And he wanted to compare both of those. And I think really those were the two heavy hitter to, hitters in his recruitment down the stretch as he was making a decision before eventually choosing Notre Dame on, on uh, May 8th. So he was able to kind of get another feel for the campus. Um, he wasn't able to link up with the coaches, but, you know, heading into and then after the visit, he was able to talk to some of the players kind of over the phone, FaceTime, things like that, get a better feel. And then obviously he had, he had been talking to tight ends coach John McNulty and offensive coordinator Tommy Reese leading up to it. So he kind of knew all about Notre Dame. He kind of knew what the tradition was, you know, tight end you, things like that, all the stuff that they talk about. But kind of getting on campus one more time, just getting a feel for the program and the culture and just the fit that he, you know, he sees himself as a great fit, comparing it to Texas. I think he knew then that he wanted to be at Notre Dame. And and he ended up doing the video, the commitment video, which you could see at irisillustrated.com. We had just posted it again last night for all the subscribers and stuff. But I just felt like he he knew then early on that he wanted to be at Notre Dame. And then Eli Raritan actually jumped in the fold quickly right before Holden. But Holden had been really committed for about a month or so before that. I mean, he was locked in for a while. So it was kind of funny how everything played out. He was a lock, essentially, to be the first tight end in the class. And then it, um, I mean, obviously after the, the Jack Nickel decommitment, but then Eli jumped in and it just kind of funny how everything played out. But love the combo between... Holden and Eli, I think you, you kind of check on all the boxes. I think Holden's a little better um, right now. I think he's the safer bet to just be a, a, you know, a really good player at Notre Dame. I mean, it, you know, you look at the composite rankings, and if there's really nine better tight ends than him at this point, I mean, I'd be I'd be pretty baffled to be to be completely honest. I think Stays is is a guy that's a, a safe bet to just be, like I said, a really good player. With Eli, you have the upside. I mean, the guy's a freak athletically. Um, I've heard people inside the Goog talk about Tyler Eifert and throw the comparisons around there athletically and how his potential is through the roof. I mean, Notre Dame landed two really, really good tight ends um, with with stays being the latest. So Notre Dame right now, number four in the composite team recruiting rankings behind only Georgia, Ohio State, and LSU in that order. Holden Stays becomes the latest commitment there, a 6'4", 230-pound tight end from Atlanta, Georgia, number 15 among tight ends in the 24-7 sports rankings. And, and like you mentioned, Tom, number 10 right now in the composite for this 2022 class. The thing about Notre Dame right now, especially like we mentioned earlier, with the fact that they've been building on the field and putting a, a good product on the field. And without the visits, it, it does kind of allow recruits to base a lot of their assumptions and their decisions on what they see, right? It's 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 something that's physical that they can see and, and there's examples on the field. How much do you feel like the staff is able to capitalize on the run that they made last year and, and, and being able to kind of be among the elite programs in the country? Um, and now there's so many different variables in recruiting, right? With the transfer portal and the the limited scholarship numbers. And I feel like Notre Dame right now is recruiting from a position of power. Yeah. I mean, making the playoffs two of the last three years. I mean, that's literally what you hear first when you talk to these big time recruits out in your neck of the woods. 
Anthony Lucas. I mean, that, that, that's something that he, you know, that's one of the first things he says to why he's so high on Notre Dame, why he wants to, you know, why he's going to be visiting in June for his official visit and, and, and why they have an opportunity to land him. So I think that the fact that they actually have had success on the field and it's no more about, look, we're talking potential, you know, we're bringing in all these guys. This is the future. The future is bright. No, the, fu- the future is now for Notre Dame. I mean, there shouldn't even be a drop off. Like I know a lot of people seem to look at this Notre Dame team and Ian Book and, and Dalen Hayes and all these guys have left for the for the NFL draft and they're, they're losing a lot of star. They've lost a lot of star power. Um I don't think that there should be and or will be a major drop off. I think towards the end of the season, whether it plays out that way or not, I mean, there's enough talent on this roster. And, and you look at the addition of Jack Cohn coming in from Wisconsin at quarterback, there should be no drop off. And that should be the expectation at Notre Dame. So whether or not they make the college football playoffs again this year, they need to be in the hunt. There can't be like an eight win season. And we call it, you know, a rebuilding year or even a nine win. I mean, this is they need to keep that streak of double digit wins happening. And they should very much be in that discussion for the playoffs come season's end. Because, again, that's the expectation. That's what they're selling. And you talk to Tommy Reese, the offensive coordinator. You talk to Marcus Freeman, defensive coordinator. Their expectation is that they're going to be back in the playoffs this year. We're speaking with the Notre Dame insider, Tom Loy. You can follow him on Twitter, at TomLoy247. We will take a short break. You're going to be back here on the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball and baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does, (laughs) nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. We've reached that point of the year where there's a lot, and I mean a lot of sports going on at once, which is why I wanted to tell you about the CBS Sports app and how it's not just the best scoring app for your phone, but it's also where you get breaking news alerts, stories by us, standings, schedules, team pages, and all the sportsy digital stuff that you are used to. And of course, if a game is airing on CBS, that means it's streaming on the CBS Sports app. Sounds easy, right? Well, you can download it or re-download it if it's got that little cloud logo next to it on your phone and you know we love those five-star ratings so don't hesitate to drop one for the app tom loy the notre dame insider over at 24 7 sports you can follow him on twitter at tom loy 247 now tom Notre Dame recruiting from a position of power, building off of what they've been doing on the field, and now going national with what I'm calling the billboard barrage. You know, we've heard Notre Dame with the the pot of gold and, and that recruiting, I want to say strategy, right, with how they send out uh, mailings and, and they give a lot of recruits attention. And, and you know, it, it's how they are able to specify that they are targeting a prospect nationally. Well, recently, they, they put out billboards across the country in big metro areas. And I, I think that caught the attention of, of a lot of recruits. You know, th- I saw some in, pop up in Georgia. Uh, I saw one out in, in, in the Phoenix area with, you know, being able to kind of showcase that there are players from every corner of the country on that roster. I mean, this was such a great idea. 
no question about it. And it was a team effort. Recruiting coordinator Mike Gelston is also the defensive line coach. Um, Chad Bowden, who came in from Cincinnati, who's the defensive recruiting director for Notre Dame, who, I mean, I want to make this clear. He does a ton all over the place. It's not just defense, there's offense involved. I mean, this guy, I don't want to get too crazy with it and call it a game changer, but the impact he's got on Notre Dame recruiting right now is is second to none and something I haven't seen in a long time And at Notre Dame. Aaron Carney doing great things on the offensive side of the ball. This, like I said, was a team effort, but it all starts with head coach Brian Kelly. This was something that has, you talk to any recruit that's currently on the board for Notre Dame, any of the top targets, even the commitments, this is something that is not just kind of gimmicky or fun. They are all in on this. They think it's so cool. Driving down a highway in Atlanta and you see Kyle Hamilton's face pop up. I chose Notre Dame or I, you know, I decided to go to Notre Dame and this is why. Things like that. Like that is a big deal. And like you said, they hit a ton of areas, whether it's, you know, Pittsburgh, Cincinnati, you know, right there. And 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 there's places in 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 uh, Florida or New Orleans or things like that. Like they're all over the place, you know, Phoenix, LA. I love what they did here. Like I said, I think it's such a unique. Um, I've only seen it one one time in the past. I saw it at Cincinnati, which is no surprise. Marcus Freeman was there. Chad Bowden was there before they came to Notre Dame. So, but it's a little different when things happen at Notre Dame. Notre Dame's a big deal. It took off nationally. Like I said, everybody's been fired up. It's already paying off on the recruiting trail in terms of just guys seeing it. They get excited about it. They're like, dang, I, that could be me one day. All that kind of stuff. So, love the idea. And, and like I said, I do. I do think that it's going to pay off on the recruiting trail because, you know, all these people want to talk about Alabama, you know, Clemson, Notre Dame's been at the playoffs a lot, two of the last three years. They may not have won, uh, you know, an Addy or anything like that, but they're close, not too far off. Now it's about kind of landing some additional guys, some difference makers, and then getting them over the hump. There are so many factors in the modern recruiting world, right? Where recruits are receiving graphics and edits for their social media. There's the name, image, and likeness factor that's also coming into play now with the NCAA and college football. And obviously, I think programs and coaches have to get a little bit creative and they have to find maybe new ways to not only show recruits that they are a major target, but also to to kind of prove like, hey, th- this program is being built from all corners of the country. And I feel like Notre Dame specifically has one of those big reaching, you know, they, they cast a, a really wide net a- across the country. And they're probably one of the only programs that can pull this off. And when they are battling the likes of, you know, George, and LSU and and USC and Washington and Bama and and all those programs, the elite ones, when they're battling for the same type of prospect or even the same prospect in in a lot of regards, those little things are the ones that kind of separate it, right? When an Anthony Lucas looks and sees Taj Baker uh, on a billboard in the the Phoenix area, you know, that's a little subtle message there that I think the Fighting Irish are able to send. Yeah, I agree. I mean, like you said, it's all about being different, being unique. Everybody does the same thing. So why not do what you can to separate yourself? Obviously, separating yourself on the field is the true difference maker. But you know what? Shout out shout out to this, this staff for, for being different, trying something unique, going that extra mile to impress these kids, because that's really what it's about. I mean, I mean, I know you don't want to say it and all these coaches are like, oh, I don't want to kiss in their butts and this and that. But you know what? It's part of the game. It's what you do with everything with the name image likeness they want to see how can my brand be built how can i you know be different if i end up choosing notre dame i think this was a step in the right direction and like i said whether it was brian kelly mike elson chad bowden aaron carney all those guys teaming up this was such a good idea 
And, and I can't wait to see what other schools maybe enter the, this space, right? Or, or what other programs start to draw up certain schemes or, or ways to attract recruits and, and to really signify that, hey, we want you and we want you to come to, to this school. We're joined by Tom Loy. He is the Notre Dame insider. You can follow him on Twitter at Tom Loy 247. Tom, before we let you go and we end this version of the podcast, wanted to discuss with you what you expect out of Notre Dame next month when the dead period is lifted and official visits are once again allowed and, and recruits are able to meet finally face-to-face with, with coaches. I know Notre Dame has a big official visit weekend set up for, for June. Anthony Lucas being one of those prospects that in, intends to head out to South Bend and check everything out for the first time. What are you expecting this summer? What are you, in terms of, of scholarship numbers and the, the push that Notre Dame could be making before the season? Yeah, I mean, it's hard. So normally, like Notre Dame in the summer will have one really big recruiting weekend. It's hard to pinpoint which of the three major recruiting weekends they're going to have in June is bigger than the other. And, you know, like you said, I mean, guys out in your neck of the woods, four-star defensive lineman, Anthony Lucas, four-star offensive tackle, Jake Taylor, both are going to be on campus June 11th through the 13th with a, a top 100 guy in, in receiver Tobias Mer- Merriweather, four-star running back Dallin Hayden. So like right there alone, that's some that's some star power. So in that's- a normal recruiting cycle, I mean, that sounds like a big mega recruiting <laughs> right. weekend. Right. right. And that's probably third, uh, maybe second on the list of three. So you slide ahead. That's your power rankings, huh? So right, so right. Anthony Lucas gets the second spot. Well, here's crazy. the thing, right? Well, here's the thing, right? Like these coaches and, and these recruits have been waiting so long. And you want to have to be able to space things out where you have to allow uh, these recruits to feel like they're a priority, right? So whether that's the first weekend, the second weekend, or third weekend, you don't want to oversaturate it and have 20 guys on campus when you could have three or four at a time and make them feel like they're big time. Yep, absolutely. So you move and then you move forward and, and a couple of days later, you have Jalen Sneed, four-star linebacker, one of the better players in the, in the country, taking a midweek visit with a couple of commitments in Tyson Ford. And Darren Agu. So it's like they're going to be tag teaming this kid and trying to get him on board. So that's your midweek visit. If you move ahead to June 18th, probably the biggest weekend uh, of the cycle, you have elite defensive lineman, linebacker, edge rusher Cyrus Moss coming to town with, you know, a couple coveted guys like Sebastian Cheeks, the line, four star linebacker, Emil Wagner, four star offensive tackle. You got more offensive linemen like Joe Brunner and Billy Shrouth of Wisconsin, more four star caliber players, one of the best running backs in the country in Nicholas Singleton, another top offensive, line, offensive lineman in Carson Hensman. I haven't even mentioned arguably the top safety in the country, Xavier Nwankpa. So it's, again, we're talking more star power, which is the only reason the list of names trumps that first one, uh, just because there's so many more guys coming to campus. But to wrap it up, June tw- 25th, the, the lone five-star of the group, Zach Rice, offensive tackle, was coming to town for an official visit. Former five-star running back, Gavin Sawchuk's coming to town, another top 100 guy. You got a, a guy that out, out west, CJ Williams, four-star wide receiver coming to town. Again, just a ton of talent all over the place. That's why it's really hard to pick between the three major weekends. But I can tell you from talking to the, the guys at Notre Dame, everybody's so excited to finally get kids on campus where they can get around them, get them around the program, the players, really lay out the red carpet. And um, they're looking to close the deal in a big way for a lot of these guys um, before, before June wraps up. 
Yeah, and perhaps some of these recruits will have a billboard with uh, you know, their own kind of message for recruits later on no in doubt. the future. Tom, thank you so much for joining us. Obviously, Notre Dame has a, a big summer ahead as they continue to try to stay in that top five in the composite team recruiting rankings. Thanks, Blair. Appreciate you as always, man. All right, that is Tom Lloyd. You can follow him on Twitter at Tom Lloyd247. He is the recruiting insider at Notre Dame. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. shining light Sarajevo and they needed to kill that light from producers Matt Damon and Ben Affleck explore how art and music sustained hope during the siege of Sarajevo thanks in part to humanitarians and the band U2 U2 they represent a personification of our resistance the Hollywood reporter hails kiss the future moving and inspirational kiss the future viva Sarajevo kiss the future new documentary now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus go to Paramount Plus to try it free terms apply